Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. We ain't nobody's fool. No. We shaking up the Thursday. Do I sound peaceful? Do I sound serene? Yeah, I do. I am. I feel very chill, feeling very chill. I went to Belize. I came to New York. I thought that when I would come to New York from Belize, that it would be like a real disruption because it's New York, New York. you know? <laughs> yeah. Like, so I thought that's what I was going to be walking into. It just hasn't. It's just been really like dope interactions, just dope vibes, dope people. It feels like I'm at Burning Man, but not at Burning Man, you know, okay. just because that's the energy I get from Burning Man is that they're all just out there like, hey, peace, man. Peace. Like, yeah. So I feel really, really hippy dippy. If you get that energy in New York. <laughs> yeah, I feel really hippy dippy. I feel real hippy zippy. So shout out to everybody out there. It is Thursday, September 7th. It is National Grateful Patient Day. Okay, mm-hmm. so this provides an opportunity to show appreciation for the hardworking professionals in the medical industry, as well as the families and caregivers of anyone receiving life-giving medical care. I think this is important because mm-hmm. it's not just nurses, it's not just doctors. You know, there are folks that are in the caretaker business. And uh, at the end of the day, I think sometimes these are not sometimes far too often. These are thankless jobs. So mm-hmm. this is a whole day for you to be like, hey, thank you for changing my bedpan. I appreciate you. you. I appreciate you for not letting me get bed sores. So right. there you have it. Uh, what do we have for the people the, t- today and this hour? Jeremiah, like the Bible. Well, today is group chat Thursday, Amanda. So we got a whole show full of group chats. Later today, we're going to talk about images, specifically the images of black women. And are rappers paid to rap about negative images and topics? Nick mm-hmm. Mill says yes. Um, and also, do we have any positive images in hip hop today? Also, we're going to talk about support, supporting your friends. How do you show support? But this hour, we're going to talk about the need to acknowledge the small glimmers in life, the little things that make us happy. Very important. We got we to gotta do that. That's what they mean by stop and smell the roses. That's mm-hmm. what that means. So we're going to get into that. We're going to get into all of that right here at the Amanda Seal Show. Remember, if you miss anything, you can always go to wherever you get your podcasts and check us out. Our show is turned into a daily podcast. Also, you you can check out the latest episode of Small Doses Podcast. This week, we got side effects of parking lot pimping with Lene Vani, who a lot of people know from the internets for her series that she does where she starts. I'm going to keep it black and I'm going to keep it brief. All right. So make sure you check that out because she is a, a young sister who has an old soul and uh, a great mind. So we had a great conversation. So we got all that going on. You can chime in on any of our topics at one 855 That's one 855 Want to remind you, this is the last week that you'll be able to get my documentary in Amanda. We trust as a single item starting next week, you're going to have to get a $5 subscription to Patreon in order to get access to the documentary. So that would mean it would be $20, but as of this week, it's still $15 and you don't got to get a subscription. So if you want to get in there, before it goes there, then you got to go to AnAmandaWeTrust.com. All right. Uh, when we get back, we're going to get into the group chat. Don't go anywhere. It's the Amanda Seals Show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals. We are here on a group chat Thursday, and uh, we want to talk about small glimmers. 
Now you said this came from a TikTok video, but we don't have the video, right? Yeah, I just, I mean, I'm always scrolling through TikTok, seeing what people are talking about, giving their hot takes. And there was a young lady who talked about how we should begin to acknowledge glimmers. And she kind of defined it as like those small moments of joy we get throughout the day. So something as small as you see a bluebird on your window or you see like sometimes you see like old couples and they're like embracing each other. You're like, oh, that's such a cute little moment. And they just bring you joy and warm your heart. I feel like that is what it means to be present. You know, we always mm-hmm. talk about like this idea of like, you got to be present, you know, you got to be mm-hmm. present in life. You got to be present. And um, the small glimmers also are just kind of like the reminders that I guess kind of like the silver lining of things, but just the, the ground, it's like the grounding, it's a grounding source. I'm really big on a small glimmer. Mm-hmm. Um, I really, I literally stop and smell roses. Like, that's like a real thing that I do. <laughs> I will stop and smell roses. Like, don't let me see an animal animaling. I will stop and watch the animal. I think sometimes it's just like we're we're living such a rapid paced life. We're living right. as humans such a goal based life. Right. It's mm-hmm. so much like I got to move towards this next thing. I got to move towards this next mm-hmm. thing. I can move towards this next thing. And that's like exhausting. It's yeah. exhausting. And so you need the pauses. I mean, that's what meditation is about, right? It's about the pause. It's about allowing your brain to rest. It's about mm-hmm. allowing your body to check in, et cetera. And so small glimmers, I actually feel like are a little bit of like a, a version of a meditative practice. Really? I didn't think about it that way. I guess that is. Because it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a pause, right? Mm-hmm. It's like a practiced pause from the mayhem and the chaos that is always going around. It's always going on around you, whether you, I mean, this is all like organized and unorganized chaos, but it's a pause that allows you to kind of just focus your energy into a joyful, like focus. It's like joyful focus, even if it's only for five seconds, five minutes. I try and, um, I try to enjoy things. Like as you're doing, as you're in the moment and like really like taking it in. So I don't even mean in the moment. I just mean like in life, I try to allow myself to always be open to enjoy things. And what I mean by that is even like, oh, look at that architecture. That's really nice. I enjoy that. Like, oh, I walked by those cash, those uh, chestnuts that they're roasting. That smelled really good. I like that. You like, and I know that this may seem, listen, the people who are listening who know what I mean, they know what I mean because they know people who don't freaking do this. And it really feels like there are people who don't want, they, like they don't feel like they deserve to know. And so they always have a certain, they're always on a certain level of edge. They always have a certain level of um, like resentment beneath the surface because they're always kind of existing in this place of like, I can't, I can't acknowledge like the good in this because something bad might be coming or because maybe I don't think I deserve the good in this. And it sucks. It sucks. I mean, something you said too, I think, I don't know if you intentionally said it, but as you, as you said that I broke it down too, as there's a moment of acknowledging something is like, this thing is good. But I think too, the step that I'm hearing from you is like the feeling of it. Like this, I feel the enjoyment of this thing in my body versus like, oh, that was pretty. Okay. Yes. That was Like you're not just cataloging. Right. But actually feeling the actual moment Mm -hmm. and like like, documenting it. Yeah. Like even when I was in Belize, like just being able to like look at the water and, you know, you'll see just fish. Mm -hmm. And like everybody know I love me some fish. I love anything aquatic. But like it's just like allowing myself to just sit there and just take it in and be like, God, look at these guys. 
also look, I get to see these fish. And it's right. really gratitude. Yeah. You know, that's really what it boils down to. The small glimmers ultimately are just gratitude. Let's talk about that right All here right. for the Amanda Seal Show. I think we're getting deep on a group chat Thursday. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. What are some little glimmers that bring you joy or that you remember or that you recall? Hit me up. one 855 The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals here, and Jeremiah of the Bible is going to hit y'all with some 60-second headlines. All right, first up, PG County Police Officer Francisco Marlette has been suspended after a viral video showed him in the back of a cop car embracing and kissing a black woman. Wait, was she handcuffed? I don't believe she was handcuffed in the video. I, I don't think she was handcuffed. I mean, the same officer was apparently suspended in 2016 over allegations that he beat a three-year-old child unconscious. Y'all, these cops, they different. Please. Sis, who was kissing him in the backseat of the car, blink twice for help. <sighs> also, cases of COVID-19 have been on the rise in the U.S. for weeks. Experts agree that rates of infections are higher than we know due to the declining interest in getting tested. Yeah. Let me tell you something. Every time I feel a little sniffle, I'd be like, okay, you got to test yourself. But I definitely have to convince myself because I feel like everybody ain't really trying to like be on it like that no more. So you'd be like, whatever. But I'm like, nah, I want to know. I want to know. And I don't want to infect anybody. Right. Also, Jamie Foxx is taking on a new role of God in a new comedy flick called Not Another Church Movie. Also starring Tisha Campbell and Vivica Fox. Um, I really feel like there is a... Um, a surge of like church movies because there's like another movie called like the the book of curtis i think that's mm-hmm. coming out uh with lakeith stanfield that's another where he's kind of like an adjacent jesus at the same time of jesus uh this is the same guy who did uh the heart of they come mm-hmm. um the same director so it's no surprise because i mean we're in a country that's it's fast moving towards a theocracy <laughs> <laughs> well speaking of which former president donald trump continues to hold the top position in the republican field for republican nomination for um, president despite his criminal charges yeah i mean i think that you know there was definitely this thought process that by him getting indicted or whatever that it would make people feel more compelled to just not want him to be president but i think that remains to be seen i also don't trust any of these polls i don't know what these polls are i don't know who they're polling i ain't never been asked <laughs> have you i haven't so I just don't know. I feel like these polls are, are actually just fodder. It's like it's like political clickbait. No, I feel that. And lastly, Amanda, this year's U.S. Open marks the first time since the Open era began in 1968 that four black Americans reached the quarterfinals of the men's and women's singles tournament in the major Grand Slam event. Be clear, Madison Keys definitely be on some like, I mean, I'm mixed. I'm mixed. I'm mixy, Ooh. mixy, mixed. Mix, mix, mix. She loves, she loves to let us know that she has a white parent. That's like a thing. Um, but Coco Goff rooting for. Rooting. Did she win? Actually, I think Coco won her quarterfinal. Uh, I was actually at the match with Ben Shelton and Francis Tiafo. Yeah, I was there. I was I was there, guys. I was at the match. And uh, Ben Shelton brought it out. He brought it out. No, Francis was no. struggling from the beginning. He was just doing a lot of unforced errors, just kind of making mistakes that didn't really make sense. And so I kind of feel like there was always going to be the, the, the wind was at Ben Shelton's back. Um, so shout out to these folks and to the folks at the U.S. Open. If you get the opportunity to go to the U.S. Open, please take it. It is it is a time, honey. It is a time. And shout out to Meek Mill and Retta, who were also there, as well as Emma Thompson and um, Anna Wintour. 
Oh, everybody, all the folks. The folks. All right, we got more when we come back right here at the Amanda Steel Show. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Steel Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Steel Show. It's Amanda Steel's here. I forgot that we had to do six second headlines, so the conversation got a little stunted. But we back and we talking about these little small glimmers and gratitude. And Jeremiah, so you, so, okay, we were talking about small glimmers as like these moments that mm-hmm. you, you know, take to acknowledge something that is beautiful or something that brings you joy or something that makes right. you laugh, et cetera, like positive things. Right. Right. Um, and right. you were saying that you noticed that when I was talking about it, that it was kind of like, you don't just acknowledge it, but you feel it. Like I, and right. I really try to allow myself to enjoy, like to feel it in my body. Like, oh, like, how does this make me feel? And I think so. And I was saying that I know people who don't like acknowledge the glimmers. Mm -hmm. And I think it's also, but it's also those same people are people who I know that are afraid of their own feelings. Okay. Interesting. They're afraid of their own feelings. They don't understand their own feelings. They don't tackle their own feelings. And so, yeah, in many cases, like they wouldn't be able to necessarily like enjoy those small glimmers or maybe they do and they don't verbalize it. Mm -hmm. But I also feel like what happens in the small glimmers is gratitude. And just like being thankful that you get to see this or get to experience this or get to feel this. Um, And those little pockets of gratitude, you know, they carry you throughout the day. They carry you throughout the day. When I was in um, Belize, I I put a video on my Instagram where I did a flip off of this platform. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I the first time I was in Belize at this place, I'm afraid of heights. And so, like, it took like a lot of tries. (laughs) For me to finally just jump off that platform. Okay. So then when I came back the next year, uh, the next time I came back, I was with my ex and, Mm -hmm. you know, it definitely felt like I could muster some more strength because there's another person there. Right. Right. And there's a person there that, you know, there's a person there that at the time I felt like is, is a protector. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, okay, let's up the Annie. Let me do a flip. Ooh. Okay, so that's when I did a flip. I actually, I actually talked myself into doing a double back. So I did a double flip. I did a double back flip off of the platform last time I was there. And, and you had never done this just like in life, or this was like your first attempt to do all this together. Correct. Okay. I had never done this in life. Okay. Um, but it was like, you know what? Can you do it? Yes, I do believe I can do this. I mean, I'm a realist, baby. If I can't do it, I can't do it. I know that. I'm not, you know, there's, there's that's certain things. I'm like, that's a lot to do if you've never done it at all. <laughs> no, there's just certain things where I'm just like, nah, you get, mm. for instance, like, so I, I was getting up at 5.30 a.m. every morning so I could come see the, sun, the sunrise. And so mm-hmm. I would go over to the dock and I went up top there and it's like 5.30 a.m. And I was like, mm, I should try it right now. And then I was like, my body was like, no. <laughs> It, right. we're not awake yet like right. you're awake but like we're not awake yet mm-hmm. and so I said let me come back at noon let me come back at noon so I came back at noon and I'm still scared of heights so let me be clear I'm still scared of heights like that's not that hasn't left me but now the fear was are you still able to do this without having someone here Will you be willing to do the twist? You know, because before when you were by yourself, all you was going to do was jump. Now it's like you leveled up. Are you going to go backwards? And I didn't go back, but that wasn't because I was by myself. That was more so because I just hadn't, I didn't had time to stretch and over the course of time, like build myself up to it. Um, 
So I was really proud of myself when I did the twist. And that's why I posted it on Instagram because it was a small glimmer. You know, just that moment of impressing myself was like, yay. Excitement. Well, that's the main part. As long as you, I think it's not you, the most satisfaction is like for yourself. It's not even for other people. It's like, oh, I did that thing for myself. And that's what sustains me because if you can't, if people go fleet and change, do what they do. But as long as you're content and you are happy with um, what you accomplished, that's all that matters. Mm. <laughs> I don't know if it's all that matters, but because sometimes people are, like, are delusional. Well, yeah, but you know, I think because I, I, well, I, I say this, you can't depend on other people's for like their applause that makes sense or their. No. So I as long as you're you like, I, I, I did it, I'm happy with that. Anything else is a bonus or a plus. I'm going to tell y'all now your confidence comes from within. Mm-hmm. Anything else is arrogance. Mm-hmm. So a lot of us think we're walking around with confidence. And we're actually walking around with false confidence, which is arrogance. And that false confidence is because it is the approval that we are giving ourselves is really just because of the outside approval and outside mm. approval can't be what you're building yourself up on. It's, it's, it's too flimsy. It's too Amen. flimsy. So, uh, that's, uh, you know, these are lots of gems coming out of me right now. It's like <laughs> Campbell's soup. It's like Campbell's soup, but we're going to talk more about these glimmer moments when we get back right here. At the Amanda Seal show. The Amanda Seal show. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning their chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for Jeremiah Like the Bible to get y'all with a Seals Show superlative. Let's get into a most likely to... Who? This is like my first group superlative. I've never given to a group of people before. <laughs> but today's social superlative is most likely to get the boot. B-O-O-T. That's the only way you spell boot. I don't know why I spelled it. Um, <laughs> but it goes to the cast of The Real Housewives of Atlanta, Amanda. Because I don't know if you've heard. You love giving. The, there's been like at least three most likely twos given to this cast. Was well, there so much going on? Because last week it came out that allegedly the producers at Bravo want all the girls gone. They want to they wanna change the whole show. They tired of the girls. They said, we're going to reboot it. Which is a big thing in like the house housewives universe. You know, people oh, really it? love. Yes, people are really like people who are like OG fans really like hold dear to like the Ninis, the Porsches, the Charades, the Candies, Kim, and all those people. So to, for them to be like, we done with all these people, and we want to start over fresh, is a whole thing. Um, so it was like an exclusive thing that dropped with um, B Scott. He released it, um, but since then, also it got crazy because. People allegedly was like sending death threats to producers of the show because they felt like it was the producer's fault that the show is in shambles and that their faves are getting fired. Allegedly, we don't know if they're getting fired. 
because others have reported that you know it's uh hearsay Sonia Richards Ross who's you know the famous track star who's on the show um she posted on her story last week everyone's rushing to report first instead of reporting facts just wait for it um but I've been watching the show so honestly they got it's, I think it's time for them to hang it up Amanda says you, you think know, so they had they had a run because you know some people online they're like you know bring back Nene bring back Portia bring back all this it's like if y'all like this, this is what any television there are certain shows that have like their their like um peak run like you know Grey's Anatomy when they had the first yeah. the interns that was the show yeah yeah, you, that's the it's magic. You can't re- they can bring Sandra O back, they can bring McDream back, they can bring everybody back. It's, it's a different time, the same thing. exactly. No. And I think, um, they did it with the Real Housewives of New York where they basically rebooted the whole show with new girls. And I like that, I like it. So I was like, do the same thing with Atlanta. It's a lot of black women in Atlanta ready to be on TV. So let's give us give us somebody fresh, somebody new. Um, uh, you know, Candy got 50 jobs, so she gonna be good, she gonna be fine. <laughs> so I'm sure she'll open a new restaurant. A new look, she's trying to get an e guy. This gives her more time to get her e guy, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. No, I think <laughs> that, um, people. you know, I think uh, also like reality TV is not, um, I guess the word I'm looking for, like it's made up, so I just feel like you can right make it go every way you want it to go. You're right, you're right, that's true. So, you know, hopefully, maybe Sonya Richard Ross go, go, go do some more running track, Kenya Moore go be a beauty queen again. You know, there's options for everybody. But that's today's show superlative, most likely to get the boot. And, you know, stranger things have happened. Maybe next time is most likely to keep their job. And they keep their job. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Well, we will wait and see. All right. That's been a Seals show superlative. The most likely to right here at the Amanda Seals show with Jeremiah Like the Bible. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seals show. We up, we up, we up. to the weekend. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals and uh, it is Thursday, September 7th. Happy birthday. If it is your birthday, it is uh, Leslie Jones' birthday, Jonathan Major's birthday, and it is a late Easy E's birthday. My favorite Easy E feature is on For the Love of Money from Bone Thugs and Army. Yeah, my game is tight. Tight as is my game. Easy mother <laughs> E or Eric, right? It's all the same. Raps! <laughs> Raps. Uh, what topics do we have coming up this hour on our group chat Thursday? Well, we're going to talk about images, specifically the images of black women. Um, Meek Mill also says that record labels are paying artists to rap about negative topics. And Sexy Red has been accused of being an industry plant to destroy the images of black women. So, you know, we have a lot to talk about this hour. <laughs> I mean, I don't think that they mean it literally, but it, it's worth a conversation. So we're going to get into it. All right. Don't forget okay. the lines are open. one 855 8 That's one 855 If you miss any of the show, you can listen to our daily podcast available everywhere you get your podcast. All right. We'll be right back. See Amanda Seals show. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals show. I'm Amanda Seals. It's a group chat Thursday. Can I just really quickly tell you that like I hate when people come my DMs and they'll be like, man, this is really sad and send me a video or like this is horrible <laughs> and send me a video or like trigger warning if you got the trigger warning the video don't send it to me bro I don't it. want I don't want th- this is really sad why am I gonna wh- why are y'all bringing this we talked about small glimmers during the day I don't, I don't 
don't need um small what's the opposite? I don't need small shadows. I don't small need it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh so okay. You keep you my form. So Meek Mill, I saw Meek Mill. He was at the U.S. Open. I was also at the U.S. Open. Just wanted you to know that. Um, Meek Mill says that rappers are paid to rap about negative issues. Is this far fetched? Let's see what he had to say. We get paid to rap about that stuff. They actually pay us more when we rap about more ignorant stuff. So I make sure I even align and come talk on stages like this. But you guys, the NAACP open up doors for people like me to be able to power forward because the things that fund us, that don't power me forward, you know? People who own the labels own the prisons. So, literally the same people? Literally the same people who own the labels own private prisons. I wonder why you see the same stereotypes of black and brown people depicted in hip hop music? What if I told you that some of the biggest music companies are in cahoots with private prison owners? And that the rap music we listen to is not only meant to entertain, but to verbally and visually support criminal behaviors that funnel disenfranchised people into these private prisons. Lastly, what if I told you I have proof? So this is a compelling concept, right? Um, because ultimately private prisons are just that, they're investment opportunities. By nature of them being private, their investment opportunities. So right. I, I I have some money in mutual funds, and mutual funds are are like investments where it'll be like a number of different companies that you are investing in, and it's right. like you and other investors are in, and um, but it's not like a it's not like a startup or anything. It's like these are all companies that are like public, right? Right. And so what happens though is that like they'll just have like a mutual fund that's just a bunch. I mean, it's just kind of like a grouping that has been created. And so your investor might say like, oh, this grouping is doing well and just like invest and just put you in there just because it's doing well. Not right. really picking through with a fine tooth comb what is what actually in there. Right, and so when right. I got with my new financial advisor, he was like, you know, we need to be mindful because they be having private prisons in these mutual funds. What? And you will end up inadvertently Investing in a private prison. Not the pipeline <laughs> of prison investment. Mm -mm. And so, like but the it. fact, but I bring that up also because it, you can inadvertently do it because it's so prevalent, mm -hmm. right? That it can just get in the mix right there. Now, what Meek Mill said about rappers getting paid more to rap about negative issues, I don't know that he means that they're literally like, I'm going to give you $20 if you rap about peace and I'm going to give you $50 <laughs> if you rap about popping. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I, you know, I don't know that it's that specific, but I do know what he's saying in the sense that, like, they seem to look at trends. And if the trend mm -hmm. is to be violent and to be negative mm -hmm. and to be uh, insolent, uh, you know, if, if that trend is trending, then right. it's like, oh, well, we're going to get behind you if you're going to continue, if you're going to push that. And um, yeah. That's really it. It's all about making money. And making money at the expense of black people is the measure of this country. That has really literally been what it has mm -hmm. been based on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I don't think that that's like a far-fetched concept. But, you know, the concept of like, can music affect our society is very real. It is. I don't, I don't think that that's a far-fetched concept. You know, I think it's very real. And um, music is 
is something that I believe comes from a spiritual place. Like, you know, just melody in general is when you hear certain melodies, they just sound like what you think could be God, right? So you have to consider mm-hmm. that music has power. It's also hypnotic. You know, it has the, the a way of your body is rhythmic. So the fact that music is also rhythmic, like doesn't, to me, far? that doesn't, yeah, like that doesn't feel like a far-fetched thought that like, oh, mm-hmm. my body is rhythmic. My, my heartbeat has a rhythm. And that mm-hmm. something else that I'm listening to has a rhythm that would affect me. I say all that to say that it really, at the end of the day, turns out to be the agency that you take as a creative and the agency that you take as a consumer and what you are going to show love to and support to. And I think a lot of us have definitely supported like music that <laughs> probably should not have gone as far as it did. Because why do I knew all the words to blank them of it? Because I'm down for my, I know every single word to that song. They like the V. It's the V. <laughs> yeah, I guess. <laughs> what do y'all think? one 855 8 That's one 262 Do you think that these record companies are, you know, really actively encouraging artists to say deleterious things and make and, and create negative images towards black folks? Get on the phone and call me. one 855 8 We'll talk about Sexy Red when we get back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I'm Amanda Seals. Today we're talking about images and music. Mm-hmm. So I saw gospel artist Fred Hammond uh, post this message that um, this woman had made about Sexy Red. I want to hear it. You cannot convince me otherwise that Sexy Red is not an industry plant that was put here to help finalize the destroying of the black woman image. They was already had us under attack. And she was here to just finalize the process. The way they trying to force her on us is just crazy. Like, I wanted to go see Drake, but once I found out Drake had her opening for him, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not am I going to support anything that, that that thing is behind. I'm, I'm not supporting it, right? This is the reason why it's time to separate. It's time to separate as black women. Because ain't no way I'm about to be associated with that and Suki Stanky on Ain't no way. You know, I don't, I don't think right. it's it's really about like it's time to quote unquote separate. But I do think there's something to be said for it's time to, you know, continuously acknowledge high vibration representation. And okay. I don't think that you have to knock somebody in order to do that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like, I think that the problem is that we don't do enough like heralding, you know, giving reverence to acknowledging the images that we do like because right. it feels a lot easier and it feels a lot more. um What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, attainable to like make a whole video knocking somebody else. Right. People let me know the Internet. Like people make these same arguments about like y'all only support sexy red, sexy red, sexy red. But I'm like, y'all don't. Y'all not streaming the other people that y'all say need to get streamed. You could be t- taking the same 90 seconds to be like, hey, check out these great artists that are <laughs> on that are promoting the things that I like versus you spend a 90 seconds trashing somebody else now we're talking about talking about this versus what you wanted to talk about i've done a whole political comedy documentary that is about the empowerment of the people through information and education not one of these black sites have shown me love for that not even our own right here at interactive one Mm. like they have not shown now when i said that you know uh kiki palmer's man was acting a fool like his brother they, they had time for that but we don't do enough, you know, showing love 
to, you know, actual things that we want to see, but we will take mm-hmm. time to do entire posts, entire th- think pieces, op-eds, you know, mm-hmm. about that which we have a problem with. And it's not to say that we shouldn't point out like, hey, this is a problem or I think this is right. a problem. But I think that there's also an effort that should be made to your point in like not making the conversation about the problem right. person and and maybe more so, you know, challenging folks to, to to see how they can stop contributing to the problem by continuing to uh, amplify it. Right. I mean, it's definitely also just the the powers that be, as they say, <laughs> who um, push our narratives, whatever. Like, I recently saw an interview uh, with Jocelyn from Love & Hip Hop, with one of the producers of, like, season one. And he said something very specific that stood out to me. It was, like, there was a scene that they shot that had like Jocelyn going into like her actual mom, her mom who like was in Puerto Rico and talking about her upbringing, how she ended up basically becoming this, this person. Like, like I was abandoned, you didn't take care of me, all these different things. And he was like, we had to, we tried to fight to keep that scene. And the executives were like, this is not really the narrative we're trying to go for. Like it's not, this doesn't fit what we're trying, the story we're trying to tell. And it's like, that's interesting. It's okay for them to be beating each other up uh, for a whole hour. But this is one thing that humanizes and gives context to the person. Yep. That's not worthy for, I guess, entertainment for the audience to learn from. So, you know. It's real. I mean, and that's why, you know, I don't think enough people understand that um, you, there's a consciousness about how we create. And you do have to take responsibility for that. When we come back, we're going to talk more about the... Po- we're going to talk about the positive <laughs> images in hip-hop today. So we'll get into that right here at The Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. It's the Amanda Seals Show, y'all. I'm Amanda Seals here with uh, a group chat topic all about just images, right? Like the images in hip-hop. Now, we were talking about how Meek Mill was saying that Basically, record companies are going to pay you more to talk negative. You know, there was a sister who had a whole lot to say about Sexy Red and how she feels like black women need to separate from that type of imagery. And um, I was like, you know, I think it's really important that we also do that separating by simply just elevating the imagery that we want to see. So there's some there's some rappers that do portray positive images. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. I mean, I think we all love Kendrick for that. Right. He has a long history of philanthropic work, but then he's also like got a Pulitzer Prize. (laughs) But I think that what what he also does is he's it's not just that he's talented, it's that he's thoughtful in his work. You know, he doesn't just make music to make a dollar. It's and it's and it's apparent. And the irony of that is that so many folks would say like, well, I can't take all that time to make music because I need to get this money. I need to get this money, et cetera, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And it's like Kendrick's making more money than all of you. Yeah. He's making more money than all of you. Yeah. Then you have like um, you know, J. Cole, Chance Mm -hmm. the Rapper. I feel like they, you know, Chance actually really turned a corner because he came out, you know, on some like drug stuff. Right. 
that's what he got popping. Mm-hmm. And he turned a corner to be more about, you know, talking about things from a holistic point of view and mm-hmm. for, as a family man and just as somebody who is um, has been raised by two people. <laughs> I mean, he got a whole album about his wedding. He was like, I, I'm married, y'all. This is my <laughs> wedding day. I mean, I think also, I, people people might disagree with this, but I also think like Megan Thee Stallion is actually a really interesting case study where like she's like represents a dichotomy where like her music is very like, um, I guess vulgar is the word I want to use. Like it's very Ratchet. sexually explicit. It's very sexually explicit. But at the same time, she definitely made it made a, a conscious effort to show like, oh, I'm still a college student. I'm going to get my degree. And although I'm this popping rapper, simultaneously I'm getting my education because that's important to me. And seeing like these two things could can, can exist in the same person because we all yeah. are like multifaceted versus I think sometimes but we're complex. It's like right. But some people feel like it has to be one or the other. You have to be academic and smart and wear all your clothes and be fully covered or you well that's respectability politics right that's also that it's this idea you know because the other part about Megan Thee Stallion is the reality that like you should be able to make adult music for adults and not be judged right and so there's this idea that it's like well she can't do that because the kids are listening to her and it's like well why are your kids listening to Megan Thee Stallion Great question. We would love to know. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm just saying, like, I was policed in my house in terms of what I could listen to and what I couldn't listen to, right? Like, my mom didn't even want me to listen to Let's Talk About Sex, even though that actually was a good message. But (laughs) she was like, they just saying the word sex too many times. You just don't need to hear that. Yeah. Right. So I think there's really, um, like, I had somebody DM, I had somebody comment on my page the other day where I was talking about just how really good character can take you where you need to go. Sometimes it feels like if you aren't talented enough or if you don't have a skill in this thing at the level of other people, et cetera, that like you're going to be left behind. But honestly, like the best thing that you can do to be good at something is being good at being good. Right. And so I was talking about that. And I said that at the end of it, I said, you know, the reason why I've been able to stay in this business so long and the reason why I've been able to continue, in my opinion, to elevate is because um, I've been a real since day one like I have stayed who I am since day one and I said I've been a real MF do you know someone came in the comments and was like so what am I supposed to tell the kids that I teach who look up to you and you're sitting here cursing what am I supposed to tell them about character and it's like well first of all ma'am you can tell them that I'm a grown adult woman so you can start with that you can also tell them that as a linguist I have a master of language and I choose certain words for emphasis And that once you are of age and of skill in your communication, you can do the same. And she was like, you're showing your character right here with this response. You know what? You're miserable. You're miserable. But you're also looking to me on my Instagram to somehow do the work that you're trying to do in a classroom around teaching kids morals and ethics and trying to say somehow that my using a curse word is devoid of that. Internet, Maybe internet your character is showing with your judgment. <laughs> so we all just got to get on the same page. But shout out to all the artists that we named who are who are doing their thing to to uh, you know really be a part of not adding to the narrative of negativity um, as it comes to hip hop artists. Who are some others that we may have left off? Give me a call one eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We're gonna go to the phone lines when we get back. Don't go anywhere. The Amanda Seal Show. We we are. Welcome back, y'all. It's the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and uh, it's a group chat Thursday, and the phone lines are open. 1-855-AMANDA-8. That's 1-855-262-6328. Who is on the line? The guy, man, the fastest man in the world right now. He just was tripping. There's nothing, 
nothing uh, prompted him to say that. Which is, I know you said he's not hating because he's from America, but nobody prompted him to say that, and that was hating. Like he'd been holding, like it seemed to me like he'd been holding that end for a little while. And you know, technically they're not the world champions, but you got to remember the NBA is a global brand now. It's not just national brands, a global brand. The best players from some of those other countries play in the NBA, you know, and then when Summer League come, they go and play for their own country team when the uh, Olympics come. But every other day of the year, 80, 82 games, Jokic, uh, Embiid, uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo, these players are the best from their countries that they play here. Also, NBA games are now like starting to be like NFL games. We're starting to play some of those in Europe and then and China and stuff like that. China loves the NBA. The NBA is a global brand. None of these other countries' leagues have a global brand. Okay, yeah, you're just talking about commerce. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, and like they're a global brand because they sell things globally. Like they do not play in other countries. That's why he said during the summer league, they go and play for their countries. There is no NBA. The National Basketball Association is not having games with Yugoslavia. They're not having games with the top teams in China. They're not doing that. So a world championship is not an accurate title. The end. (laughs) (laughs) He said it's global sales. It's it's not. It's it's a global brand, but the actual mm-hmm. sport part of the brand is not engaging globally with the competition. Right, right. Maybe so, they can't. Maybe they scared. Who knows? I just think that sometimes it's like not sometimes, too often I think we are just responding to things with a misplaced emotion. Like why would this person who called us up feel any type of way about this? Cause he wanted to feel like I feel like people who are like sports fans too, they they really love like they lead. They like Yeah, but I just don't understand what it I mean, it's, it's it doesn't undermine the the actual enjoyment that they get from it. But I'm just like, it's true. Why is this the world champions? It's American exceptionalism. That's why. Yeah. It's just America being like, let's put this on here. <laughs> <laughs> it don't matter if it's true or not. America love doing that. It don't matter if it's true or not, we're gonna do it. Anyways, right. thank you for calling in though. Appreciate you. <laughs> thank you. 1855 Amanda 8. That's 1855-262-6328. We're talking about supporting our friends when we get back. That's what we got next on the group chat. Supporting our friends, whether they're in world championship competition or just national association competition. All right. Uh, we'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show on a group chat Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. We Seals, welcome to the show. It is September 7th. It's Group Chat Thursday, and it was on this day back in 1996 that Tupac Shakur was shot multiple times in a drive-by shooting in Las Vegas, and he died six days later. And it is still a mystery. Still a mystery. Unsolved. Unsolved mystery. Uh, I think there are there are definitely people that know exactly who shot Tupac. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but unfortunately, they have never come forward, and so 
you know, that is what it is. His mother, Fanny Shakur, passed away recently, too. And um, but we, we continue to uplift his legacy. We continue to uplift his legacy, even though Buster Rhymes said that he was not <laughs> the better rapper than Biggie. Uh, but he did then say, yeah, but he was the passion. He was the voice, you know. So nonetheless, let me not let me not start nothing. Let me not start nothing. But if you did miss us talking about that, you can go to the Amanda Seals show wherever you get your podcast. What are we going to be talking about this hour? We're talking about support and what it means to support your friends, our family, things of that nature. Because Toya Carter, you know, Lil Wayne's ex-wife's brother said that they don't support him and his music. He's trying to come up. Lil Wayne is right there and they ain't sending sending the music. Arms reach. (laughs) But what does support actually look like when it comes to like your friends and family? We're going to talk about that this hour in group chat. Plus, I'm going to give out a seal show superlative to someone special. So stay locked for that. So I put out a sketch yesterday uh, announcing that I am single again. And people mm-hmm. in the comments, a lot of people in the comments said lemonade, 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 lemonade. So I'm like, oh, they're talking about like making lemons out of lemonade. And it literally like just hit me. They're like, oh, that's why Beyonce called that album Lemonade. Because really? yeah, like it never, I never put that together. <laughs> I think she, I was just like, oh, she's called Lemonade. Like I never put it together. Like, oh, this music is the lemons, I'm, is the lemonade I'm yeah. making out of the lemons that this man gave me. Yeah, right, so, right. There's Sometimes, like a small bit at the end of the thing where she kind of references it. Like, oh, it's like a speech. I think like Jay-Z's grandma is giving when she's like, I, I mean, I've watched it. You might miss it. If you're not paying attention for real. Like, it's really small. Not about 90% of the time. I'm there. I'm hitting it. I'm with it. But I, I, I missed that one. But thank y'all for, for, for getting me there. This is the Amanda Seal Show. Uh, we're going to we're gonna make lemonade for the rest of this show. So keep it locked. I am a- whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Amanda Seals, and it is time for a group chat. Um, okay, a lot of us got family that are creatives, but mm-hmm. it's like supporting them can be a doozy. Mm-hmm. Um, and this this turn this this topic came up in the midst of uh, Toya Johnson, who is Little Wayne. Who are these people again? Little Wayne's ex baby mother. Like, what's his? I think he got married too. So ex wife too. Ex wife baby mom baby mama. Reginae mama. We know Reginae. Her mama. <laughs> okay. And she got into it with her brother. And even mm-hmm. though I don't, I, even though I don't necessarily know like these people, I feel like this topic is something that a lot of us can relate to. So let's check out what they had to say. You expect us to. Make your music pop. I, I just feel like you can support it from me him. more. You can post he me do more. That you can listen to my song. You can post my Apple music. You never post my Apple music yet that I got online right now. You book my shows? You got shows booked for me? I'm your sister, bitch. I'm not your mom. And I'm not your music executive. Nothing. Let me tell you what I learned about men like you. No matter what we do, 
or how many times it's we never, do it, it's enough. never going to be enough. It's nothing that nobody going to ever do in your life that's going to ever be good enough for you. I've been supporting you. I don't care. If Wayne hear my music right now, he's going to like it. Fact. Oh, Lord, I can't think this right now. They're doing too much. Uh, him saying if Wayne, if Wayne hear my music now, like that's he would fine, like huh? it. That is got to be on rough. The table. But that is got that's got to be rough though. <laughs> like Wayne is right there. Like a text away. Yeah. That's true. But I mean, you would you ready for that text though? You might not be ready for that. You might think you're ready to get for that text to be sent out. Yeah, but they they already said I'm not your record exec. I'm not none of that. Mm-hmm. So, it's not really like Here's the thing. Okay. What does support actually look like? I do think that support does look like making a plug if you really do stand behind someone's work. Mm-hmm. That's true. If you if you have the connection, but also you got to be careful. No, I said if you stand behind someone's work. If you stand behind someone's work. That's true. But I guess also too, I think you can't always go to that person every single time. Like just because I would put Lil Wayne, I can't put everybody I think is great <laughs> onto Lil Wayne. Like sign every single person I met that has great music. <laughs> so I think you have to be kind of like choosy with your uh with your connections that makes sense so you aren't also just a person every time i call you it's like hey amanda my friend she do comedy she's she funny girl put on your tour like i had someone dming me the other day that i talked to on dm quite a bit like she's a fan mm-hmm. and she basically was like um you know like we were talking about other stuff and then randomly she was like i have a friend who's really smart and funny i wish you know that you know she could work with you and it's like that's not we're we not there <laughs> Right, right, right. You know, we not there. Like, I don't even know you like that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I've never made, like, stop. So I do think that, you know, she was showing her friend support. It was just misplaced. I feel like I show support of my friends in creative spaces by, like, coming to their events, right? Or, like, mm-hmm. sharing anything that they actually, you know, do create. Um, right. You know, giving constructive criticism when it is solicited. Mm-hmm. Keyword. Uh, solicited. solicited. And also just trying my best to show interest and enthusiasm you know what I mean like I feel like that's one of the things that you can really that's like one of the most basic things like that was something that me and my ex like that I really did start having a problem with it was like you're never like enthusiastic or excited about like the work that I'm doing and I'm doing this work like all the time you know like but I would be very enthusiastic about his his work and um his like talent and I think like with your friends your partners your kids like you do have to show that because it it it's coming from the people closest to you that's true I agree I definitely agree with that well when we get back we'll <laughs> Jeremiah will have thoughts all right keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal show the Amanda Seal show we up we up we up welcome back to the Amanda Seals show I am Amanda Seals we are in the middle of a group chat Thursday um we were talking about support what does it mean to like show support to your friends because mm-hmm. we heard this clip from is that from a show what show was that from well Toya and Regine have a new show out called, I think it's called Toya and Regine actually Regine <laughs> okay um so that is that was a clip that we played of like Toya's brother just saying that he doesn't feel like people in the family like show him support mm-hmm. for his raps and that's gotta be tough when like Lil Wayne is like right there right it's like ugh. but what do you feel like um what do you feel like is a is a way of showing support to your friends who do creative work 
I mean, I think definitely if, if there's something like to be purchased, like, you know, monetizing their thing, like for instance, if they're selling merch, you like, let me buy the merch, not let's just, not just, oh, can I get a merch for free? Or if they got a song, stream the song, you know, play it, play it a few times. Even if you want to show you like the song, like just get them, get them some streaming numbers. So if they have a YouTube channel, subscribe, like little things like that, that are like, I guess, um, analytical, they help, they actually help creatives. Like, you know, if they have a post, like the post, comment on the post, things like that. Like I have friends who are like influencers. And I might not, I might not care about the product, but I'm like, oh, they trying to get that bag. Oh my god, I, I'm about to go purchase this uh, new shoe now because you posted it. You know, things like that, just so you're able to help them um, grow in their um, field. I hear that. I hear that. I mean, I think the other thing is that there's like things that may feel like support, but they not like mm-hmm. really support. Like I feel like sometimes people think like giving feedback is support, but if it's unsolicited, yeah. it's not. Okay, so let me just clear this up though. On one hand, it's like sometimes people think like just saying like, hey, I saw your show is support. Mm-hmm. But if you say, hey, I saw your, show, saw your show and you ain't got nothing good to say about it, 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 I don't, what are we talking about right now? What are we? That's true. That's true. <laughs> what are we I talking about? Do you want me to feel good that you saw it? Because like, if it's a situation where like it just came up on the TV, then what does that do for me? <laughs> I think for them, I think for them, I guess for them, they're like, I'm acknowledging it versus like, if I don't say it, I, I probably didn't like it. So I'm just like, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't say yes. That is absolutely how they think in their minds. But I think, which y'all should know, like you still need to say like, and you did good, or and I liked it, and or this part, you know, resonated with me, et cetera, et cetera. But um, that always feels weird to me because people definitely think they're like showing you love, and you're like, okay, (laughs) anything else? (laughs) Um, On the other side of that, though, is unsolicited feedback, Mm -hmm. which is no one wants that. Like you said, you had a story at, at school about this. I did. I, I did a web series in college once. And we in a dorm kitchen, Amanda. I'm making my little food, trying to eat. Guy walks in. He's like, hey, I saw your thingy post. I'm like, oh, thanks. He proceeds to give me a list of things that I need to fix <laughs> on the show. I said, oh, person I don't know. Like, I don't, like, we're not really friends. I know you live in a dorm with me. That's all I know. We, we know we go to Howard together. That's all we know. But he had a list. I said, okay, thank you. I don't know. I had a, a notes meeting today in the kitchen. But... I mean, with the notes, some of the notes wrong. I was gonna say, were, were any of the notes? I mean, some accurate? were accurate. Some were accurate, but I asked you. I, as a creative, you also know where you need to like fix certain things. Also, you're like, oh, I know this part needs to be fixed. I know these things need to be fixed. I ain't need you to tell me that, because again, I don't know you, and I asked you. Very real, very real. I mean, I think there's also just the reality that <laughs> some people think that they are. Um... <laughs> What's the word I'm looking for? skilled or credentialed to even give you criticism and you're like yeah I don't I don't even think you have good taste leave me alone listen you don't tell nobody nothing about nothing <laughs> leave me alone alright y'all well we're gonna talk more about this when we get back uh, don't go anywhere it's the Amanda Seal show keep it locked the Amanda Seal show we up we up we up this is the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and we are talking about supporting your friends, your family, and their creative ventures. And I have a question to ask you. I saw this movie the other plane the other day called um, That Hurt My Feelings. And I thought it really brought up an interesting topic. Would you lie to someone close to you about how you feel about their creative work? I would not lie. I might, I might, uh, you know, give some 
I'll, I'll give it a spoonful of sugar. I'll put it that way. Because I definitely feel like the people I'm closest to, I think they value the fact that I'm going to be honest with them if they ask me something. Because I would want them to do the same for me. Like, I'm like, if I send somebody a song and I sound terrible, tell me it's terrible. Be like, Jeremiah, this ain't it. This ain't the one. But go back to the drawing board. Like, give me encouragement. You got to, like, trash me. So I feel like I give the same to other people that are close to me. Like, hey, maybe maybe this one ain't it. Let's, let's try something else. But I, would, I wouldn't lie to them. What about I you? I wouldn't lie to them. I mean, I think sometimes there is a feeling of not that you're lying to somebody, but that you're protecting them Mm -hmm. um, because they're still in process. And like that can Mm -hmm. be a very fragile time. And so especially if you're somebody who's more advanced, more established in that craft, like you can kind of see where the errors are and like you kind of like don't do like you, you do somebody a disservice if you like walk them through it, sometimes there's a discovery that needs to happen and you kind of just right. need to encourage them to get through that discovery versus like pointing out, well, here's where the problem is, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. It can be very disheartening because sometimes it's like, I just need this. I, I just need the support. Like, I don't, I don't need your wisdom right now. <laughs> right, right, like, right. I really just need you to hold me down, like, or just have my back or, you know, just cheer me on, just cheer me on, just cheer me on. And so I've been in that situation. And so, you know, I, I feel like it's, it's important to to be that, particularly because the people who are close to you. Mm-hmm. Now, if I don't know you and you ask me for my input, I'm not gonna. I'm, I'm just gonna tell it to you straight, y'all. So see, I'm the opposite. People I don't know, I'm like, oh, that was. Yeah, but that's because class. you care about them liking you. You care about how they view you. When I was like, just I wouldn't want to be mean as much as like, because again, I don't know what they are, how much they love this. I don't have any context. I'm just like, oh, that was. I probably just wouldn't say anything. I'd be like, I don't think I'm the best person to ask about this. I probably would deflect. I'm like, I don't know if I'm the best person to ask about your um your new single. I mean, I just feel like at the end of the day, um <laughs> This man actually walked to me in the, the mall the other day. He was like, I have a new song out. Can you listen to it right now? Give me your actual like real time reaction. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> it How didn't sound it? bad. It actually didn't sound bad. I mean, I didn't love it. I was just like, oh, you have a nice voice. That's what I said. He did have a nice voice. I was voice. talking to a dude who was like calling himself a producer and he was like sending me beats. And I was like, oh my God, these beats are so bad. But I didn't want to like, you know, it was, I didn't feel like it was my place to like tell him like, baby, this ain't it. So I just found a really nice way to be like, you know what? I think that your artistic endeavors are really more about supporting artists versus being the artist. And he then sent me a beat like, but then what about this then? And I was like, yeah, I got to oh. black you. Okay. Now it's the end of that. Well, it's, it, I mean, listen, it can be tough supporting artists, but it's worth it because they're doing something different. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's just, that's, that's enough. It's the Amanda Seal Show. Keep it locked right here on the group chat Thursday. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. We shaking up 
Seal Show. I'm Amanda Seals, your favorite comedian and common sense specialist. Want to remind you to go check out my political comedy documentary in Amanda We Trust at inamandawetrust.com. If you want to learn a little something, you want to laugh a little something, then that's all you got to do. Or if you simply are just like, you know what, I want to support an artist doing some independent something, then you know what to do. Go to inamandawetrust.com. I've been doing press all week. You can check out my latest interview with Kiki Palmer on her podcast. Um, Baby, it's Kiki Palmer. <laughs> and you can also, I was on Good Morning America, GMA3 earlier this week. So you can check that out. That should be on my Instagram. And uh, we got some more. Also been told that the interview I did with Mark Marin on his WTF podcast, people are really enjoying that. So if you're looking for something to listen to, especially a podcast episode, those are some podcasts that I did recently. Also the Pretty Smart Podcast. I got to tell you, I'm in a real like effusive place right now. I feel like I'm, I'm real clear. So these interviews, they they coming off honey. So if you're trying to get a gem or two, I'm dropping them. So that's the Pretty Smart Podcast with Daniel Robey. That's Baby on Kiki Palmer Podcast with Kiki Palmer. That's WTF with Mark Marin. And you can also check out my interview on GMA3. All right. Let's get into the word of the day. All right. The word of the day is copacetic, often pronounced copacetic. <laughs> um, copacetic. No tea. Um, it's like when things are like everything's good, everything's balanced, or like we, we chill. We're like at a at a at a neutral point. That's how I always interpret it. Now keep it a buck. Why do you think you know that word? I feel like it's in culture. Like I feel like people always say, "Keep it copacetic." Copacetic. Like I so genuinely I am. Like I don't know the reference, but I know that I know that from rap. I mean, I mean, hip hop is culture, so definitely copacetic. I need to Google it, but I definitely know that from a rap record. Uh, and that is correct. Copacetic means describing things are very, describes things are very satisfactory. Okay. Ain't no problem, officer. Ain't no problem, officer. Everything over here is copacetic. Okay. It feels very no- northern, too. Very New York. Like, it doesn't feel like yeah. a southern word when I hear it. Copacetic. Yeah, like, it's it's copacetic. Like, it feels, it feels right. very who was in jail and learned the mm. word. And then came out, you know, because he had time. And then he came out and just brought it into the lexicon of his peoples. And now right. it's spread like wildfire. Copacetic. Uh, what do we got coming up this hour? Come up this hour. You're going to hit us with your I be knowing. Plus, we're going to take some more yes. phone calls. And we got some 60-second headlines. Because although it's group chat Thursday, we got to keep y'all informed of what's going on. All right. You know what to do. Keep it locked right here to the Amanda Seal Show. one 855 amanda 8 That's 1-855-262-6328. We're going to keep it copacetic all day. And tomorrow's Friday. So, you know, it's always copacetic on Funday Friday. So make sure you check us out. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Amanda Seals Show. I am Amanda Seals, and it is time for our weekly dose of I be Now, my goal is that at some point y'all will actually call in with your questions for I Be Knowing. Uh, maybe not even just call in, but maybe send me a DM. But, uh, you know, just to to let my brain do its work on on being helpful. So something that's been helpful to me at present. Um, so I've, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a, a breakup. I, I feel like you say, I wonder when the time frame is to stop saying you're going through a breakup. It's like Happy New Year. Like how long do you say Happy New Year? Like, when do you stop saying they're going through the breakup? Is it when you feel like you're healed? Is it like it's been over a month? Like, what is the what is the time frame? But what I will say is that I'm experiencing I'm experiencing, you know, just the the aftermath of a breakup. And I'm experiencing it differently than I've ever experienced one before. And I've been really trying to ask myself kind of like, what are the factors that are leading to that. And when I say that it's different is that in the past, 
when I've gone through breakups, the devastation feels just insurmountable. And it's like, I can feel it physically in my body. It's in my mind. It's in my heart. Like, it just feels like so many things that I have to climb over and get through to the other side. And this breakup does not feel that way. And I was like, at first, you know, you're like, is it because of the person? Is it because of the circumstances? And, you know, that to me feels very cursory. So when I started to really do some self-examination about it, I think that the honest difference between this breakup and any breakup I've had in the past has been related to the fact that this is the first breakup I have had on the other side of my nervous breakdown. I had a nervous breakdown in 2020 and the actual crux of the breakdown was that I had lost my confidence. Now at the time I didn't know that that's what it was. Like it was like, it just felt like I don't know how to be happy. I don't know how to be myself without it bringing struggle and strife. And, you know, I feel like the universe doesn't want me and all these things that just felt very existential and earth is ghetto. I want to leave. And when I was talking to my therapist, she was like, I know that this feels like a hill that you can't climb over, but what really is happening here is that you have lost your confidence and you've, you've got to rebuild your confidence from the inside out. And that was the beginning of me understanding that the confidence that I was existing with was actually all fully formed from outside validation. And it's not like that's abnormal. That's a lot of us, right? Like, I don't think that we get enough grounding from the beginning um, especially my generation to really carry us through. And I think what we notice is that when we see like the, the um, gentle parenting and the affirmations and these things that are being brought into like child rearing in this day and age, that is to create confidence from the inside out for your child to grow into as an adult, because that's a foundation that they have. And I think in the past that wasn't really, that wasn't really the thing. Like it was more so like, I'm going to heap love on you, right? Like I might praise you when you do good things and that's considered the best show of love, right? I'm going to praise you. I'm going to make sure you eat food so you're not starving. Like I'm going to get you the things that you want. Um, you know, you're going to be put in positions like in school or in sports, et cetera. You're going to be praised when you do well. And so the confidence that you're building oftentimes is coming from the proof that you have shown to yourself in accomplishment, and I'm not saying that that has no value. But what I'm saying is that when you get knocked down, either by a breakup or maybe by getting fired or by an illness, those things, oftentimes the outside validation that you've been leaning on is no longer available to you. And so it makes the blow that much harder because it is also attached to not getting the outside validation out of that situation. In illness, oftentimes the, the the thing that is, besides the physical harm, it's the feeling of like, why me? Why was my body not good enough? Why couldn't I do this? Why couldn't I handle this? You know, in, in a job, same thing, right? In a breakup, same thing. Why didn't this work? What's wrong with me? Why doesn't this person want me? Why Why, why don't they love me? And that ends up clouding your ability to really grasp what's really taking place, which a lot of times is either something you couldn't have controlled, something you couldn't have affected. And at the end of the day, like, did you try your best? Truly, like in a real way. 
So I'm experiencing this breakup in a very different way, I think, because for the first time in my life, I'm, I'm, I'm going through a breakup after having built a foundation of count of confidence that is coming from within coming from a place of self-love that has been actualized by continuing to show myself love through pursuing wellness, through pursuing self, um, self help through pursuing just kindness and, um, taking care of the spaces that I put myself in. So something to think about because we oftentimes go through these breakups and we just, we don't know what's happening and we don't realize that so much of what's happening is actually coming from within and we can change that. I be knowing. This is the Amanda Seal Show. We'll be right back. The Amanda Seal Show. We up, we up, we up. All right, y'all. This is the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. Let's get into a group chat. Uh, we've been getting lots of calls on our topics, like we always do, because y'all rock with us. We would also love for you to call us and let us know your thing you learned this week. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. Who is this? Hey, Amanda. Hey, Jeremiah of the Bible. I love what you guys do. This is Andrea calling from Houston, um, talking about Gen Z versus millennials versus Gen X and baby boomers. I guess they're still technically on the work in the workforce because they don't know how to have a life outside of work. Oh. I am conflicted with this. On one hand, I kind of like Gen Z's energy. And you have to take the good with the bad. So, well, I do un- agree with the fact that, like, maybe they don't have the same respect for their elders in the same way that, like, millennials do, or even anybody in an older generation. I feel like sometimes, sometimes it's warranted because if we want things to change, there's going to be good and bad that come along with it. I don't know. Let me know what you think. I don't know know that I agree that you have to take the good with the bad in terms of like a specific situation. I think we do take the good with the bad in life, right? Just Mm -hmm. because we have no choice. (laughs) We have no choice. Um, But I do think that there's, there is a version of, I mean, I think maybe she was trying to say more so that there's like an extreme that has to happen in order for change to happen. And so within that extreme, like there are going to be blind spots. Everything's Um, extreme. You know what I mean? Like if, if we are going to see change, then like the change has to come with like a certain like, you know, no F's given type of mindset. Right. Um, but I don't okay. I don't know. I mean, I think I think there's that is a that is an interpretation. I, I, I still think that you can not paint a broad brush. I think that there are, like she said, there are scenarios where it's like, well, regardless of you being my elder, you being disrespectful and ridiculous. And so therefore I need to respect myself and that might in turn mean I got to disrespect you. Right. Right. But I think what happens is there's this kind of like general consensus that gets implanted and then people are treating everybody like everything. Like I know that like I cannot treat all people of Gen Z just all one way simply because I've had experiences with Gen Z that I feel like weren't like great experiences. You still have to tailor to the individual, right? Right. So I think that's what, what I'm trying to say. But I think it's a lot to expect of the younger people to do that because it requires a certain level of wisdom. I agree. I think there's also, you said something like on the, if you look at it from a macro lens about like just, um, what she was trying to say about as far as like course correcting where we are and like trying to um, revolutionize society. I think 
you talk about a lot about how sometimes people have like a reverence of power. So I think I think of power, I think of like older people or institutions. The lack of reverence is kind of what causes them to causes Gen Z and young generations to kind of be like, I don't care about this institution. I can knock this whole table over because it's not important to me. Versus other generations kind of feel like, well, this this is the institution. This is government. This is the president. It has yeah. to be this thing. And since you have that level of reverence, it kind of allow it doesn't allow you to fully revolutionize in the way or that you really want to. Right. So I think, yeah, <laughs> it's a lot going on, as they say. It's a lot going on, yeah. <laughs> so much going on. That's why we be here at this radio show every day. Let us uh, let us know what you got going on. One eight five five Amanda eight. That's one eight five five two six two six three two eight. We'll be right back to the Amanda Seal Show. The Amanda Seal Show. We up. We up. We up. Yes, y'all. It's the Amanda Seal Show. I am Amanda Seals. We are about to head on out of here. Jeremiah, what did we talk about today? We talked about a lot. We was in that group chat all day. We talked about enjoying the glimmers of life, the small joys, and sometimes that involves you jumping off of a. Um, Cliff and Belize you never know what life takes you also <laughs> the images of hip hop and of black women in hip hop the positive images the negative images all, all of that we talked about it plus how do you support your friends people need support what does that look like for you and your community we talked about that you hit us with a very beautiful I be knowing about life post breakup and I hit y'all with a still show superlative because that's what we do on Thursday so it was a great show and of course we had 60 second headlines all right all of that, y'all. All of that went down. Aren't you impressed? I am. Hit me up. one 855 That's 1-855-262-6328. We got a Friday Friday tomorrow and uh, more show for you. Appreciate everybody out there who's been showing me so much love through this breakup. Um, that has been really just, you know, a show of kindness that I think a lot of folks... Uh, you know, sometimes don't take the time to do. So I really do appreciate that you have. All right. When we get back tomorrow, it is a fun day Friday. You know how it goes down. We're going to have your public service announcement. I'm sorry, the public seals announcement. We got Jeremiah, the people versus. We're going to play some word games. We're going to do all the things, all the things. Splitting Brack Joy hour after hour. Okay. So we'll see you tomorrow on the Friday Friday show of the Amanda Seal show. We are each other's business. When we look out for each other, we lift each other up. Peace, y'all. The Amanda Seal show. We are. We are.